Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll just have to tell people that this Christmas. Like, sorry, sorry about everybody. it. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. How's it going? Hey, Shannon. How are you doing? I'm great. How's your weekend, Shannon? It was awesome. We went to the Halloween party that we love to go to every year called Muller Ween. It was fantastic. Yeah, we had a great time, as per usual. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone what our costume was? Yeah, it is a costume that you have to explain. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think many people outside the party would get who we were. Even inside the party? Yeah, true, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so it was from a comedy uh, that Tim Robinson created called I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, it's a Netflix sketch show. And so Dusty was chunky from a game show that was created by a character named Dan Vega. (laughs) And on this show, there's a spot on the game board where a mascot who's in an oddly shaped suit comes out like a grimacy shaped suit dusty went to great lengths to make the costume and i just went to goodwill it was great it was good (laughs) my least favorite thing about the costume shannon is that we we go to this halloween party about once a year and some of these people we don't see more than once a year kind of thing because it's not in town And since last year's Halloween party, I've lost like 20 or 30 pounds. But this chunky outfit (laughs) was chunky and you couldn't even tell that I had lost any weight. So not one compliment. Mm -hmm. Although I did fill up on beer and candy all night. So maybe I gained it all back anyway. (laughs) Well, one fun thing about the Halloween party is that it always happens the weekend after Halloween So it is the night that Daylight Saving Time takes place. And uh, the host of the party plays um, Time Warp and also plays that 80s song about going back in time. It's pretty fun at 2 a.m. I'm glad you think that's a fun part of the party that you didn't even participate in because you were already in bed. I'm sleepy, (laughs) understandably. Yeah. I mean, I did hear everyone singing along and I was like moving and shaking. From underneath the covers. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's do the time warp again. Who says that you can't do it underneath covers in bed? Who says? Who's to say? Don't police how I do the time warp. Fair. (laughs) Uh, We got two great reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, two five-star reviews. One from Gaiarama, 
and one from Jamie1975. Thank you guys so much for these. Yeah, we, we super appreciate it. Makes us feel real good about ourselves and, and helps the show. Thank you so much. We also got a really nice tweet from at Deer and Headlights. Who's tweeted us many times before. He congratulated us on our 200th episode. Yeah, that was nice. You can tweet us too if you like. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. Or you can email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Daylight saving time ended yesterday. Here's why Arizona doesn't observe it. I think I already know why, Shannon. Why? Arizona has too much daylight as it is. We <laughs> don't want to save it. <laughs> yeah, there's too much of it. I, I when I because I grew up in Arizona as as uh, frequent listeners may know, and the concept of daylight saving time didn't even make sense to me growing up because. It happens during the summer, and it's so hot during the summer. You don't want that extra hour. You just don't. Well, I grew up in South Jersey, as you know. And my grandmother, who I called Mumum, would always joke about how in the summer you got to shovel all the sun off the roof. There's just too much sun. You got to get up there and shovel it. This was written by my colleague, Scott Craven. He wrote this for the Arizona Republic, which is part of the USA Today network. He writes, hey, America, do you have a spare hour Arizona can borrow? Specifically the one that you got Sunday, November 3rd, as you moved your clocks back with the official end of daylight saving time. It's not really spare because we got to give it back in (laughs) in the spring, you know. We admit we could have handled things better back in March when we made a big deal about the hour we were not forfeiting as nearly everyone else, not you, Hawaii, and a couple of other U.S. places, moved your clocks ahead. We may have said something about using that hour to nap, using the sleep that you just lost, and maybe our celebratory SST, sticking to standard time, dance, seemed over the top. But that was months ago. You must be over it by now. No, no. Fine, keep your hour. You're probably just going to waste it on yoga. Just remember that we haven't observed DST for more than 50 years now. So when you come crawling back to us in March begging for the hour back, sorry. We'll be napping. Don't wake us. His next point really connects with what you said about growing up in Arizona, Dusty. He says, when you live in the desert, daylight is way overrated. Not so much at this time of year, but summers have the kind of daylight surplus that results in plummeting demand. So no, we don't want to save it. If we could, we'd ship it to the Southern Hemisphere. We'd trade it straight up for just one 70-degree day in August. If we moved to DST, summer sunsets would occur an hour later, prolonging our heat-based agony. If only someone would introduce the Daylight Spending Act, allowing us to move the clocks back an hour in May. Admittedly, the earlier sunsets would also mean earlier sunrises, but the psychological effect could not be discounted. A part of Arizona does go with the time flow. The Navajo Nation makes the changes each year, ensuring that residents of the reservation, which span three states, stay on the same schedule. Arizona is now two hours behind New York, an hour behind Chicago, even with Denver, and an hour ahead of Los Angeles. Sporting events outside Arizona will start an hour later, perhaps leading to some lost sleep as the Phoenix Suns play a night game on the West Coast. 
However, it comes in handy on Sunday when the first NFL games start later. Popping a beer at 11 a.m. seems a bit more appropriate than kicking off the first drink at 10 a.m., right? Shows will start later on some cable TV networks. That's assuming you still watch at the scheduled time rather than via DVR or streaming. Does anyone still watch live TV other than sporting events? Because it seems so old-fashioned. Like calling instead of texting. Please don't tell us you call instead of text. That was a problem for me growing up. Is it's Getting your TV schedule all out of whack was weird. You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched a lot of TV shows. <laughs> Just like you do now. Yeah. Except live times don't matter at all anymore. Yeah, now it's all on demand. It's all on our time. It gets to work on my time. Mm -hmm. Daylight saving time was ostensibly started to save energy, but it turned out people enjoyed having an extra hour of daylight after work. Except in Arizona. I do really enjoy it around this time. It's nice because this time of the year I have to leave and it's it's dark outside. Um, it's nice being able to drive home in the daylight and totally have some daylight in your day. Yeah. The Navajo Reservation observes daylight saving time. The Hopi Reservation does not. The Navajo Reservation surrounds the Hopi Reservation. So if you drive from Flagstaff to Gallup through Tuba City and Ganado, you'll change time on four occasions. But if you're just driving through, I wouldn't go through the trouble of changing your clock car. Just kind (laughs) of just figure it out. You'll be fine. (laughs) Western Indiana used to be even more confusing as some counties and cities observed daylight saving while others didn't. The Energy Policy Act of 2005 put an end to that foolishness, leaving Arizona as the only two-timing state, so to speak. Be happy that in 1905, the British roundly ignored builder William Willett's proposal to push clocks ahead 20 minutes each Sunday in April and roll them back in similar increments in September. That would be a pain in the butt, but I appreciate the gentleness of it. It really stinks to lose that hour in uh, the spring, so... It'd be nice to just kind of ease yourself into it. The first use of daylight saving dates to July 1908 in Port Arthur, now Thunder Bay, Canada. Despite the commercial possibilities, the city holds no daylight saving parades nor sells birthplace of DST shot glasses. The U.S. first adopted daylight saving time called Fast Time in 1918 in support of the war effort. It was repealed seven months later. On February 9, 1942, Americans set their clocks an hour ahead and kept them there until September 30, 1945. It was officially wartime, with zones reflecting the change. Arizona, for example, was on mountain wartime. China may or may not manipulate its currency, but it does mess with the clock. Though spread over five time zones, China recognizes only one, Beijing time. It is supposed to promote unity, but tell that to those who live in the far west when the summer sun sets as late as midnight. If the U.S. observed the one time zone policy, Washington, D.C. time, of course, the summer sun in Arizona would set as late as 10.42 p.m., and weather-related crankiness would likely hit an all-time high. In 1991 and again in 2014, a few lawmakers floated the idea of having Arizona join the Daylight Saving Parade. Republicans and Democrats were united in their rejection of such a proposal, offering brief and shining moments of true bipartisanship. The banning of the time switch even has its own movement, hoping to unite people behind hashtag lock the clock. The site dedicated to freezing time, sort of, tracks state legislation aimed at ending the spring ahead fallback madness. Daylight saving time could be harmful to your health. 
A 2014 study led by the University of Michigan Frankel Cardiovascular Center found the number of heart attacks goes up 24 percent on the Monday following the spring forward. One theory is that the increased risk may be linked to that lost hour of sleep. More than 70 countries observe daylight saving time. No one is sure just how much daylight is saved globally each year, though physics indicates none. It is daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. So it is decreed by those who spend inordinate amounts of time policing words. I forgot that Hawaii didn't do it. They just can't be bothered. They're just too busy living in paradise. Can't, <laughs> can't change their time based on the whims of the mainlanders. Yeah, they're floating out in their own time world. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. I want to mention a new podcast from the USA Today Network that launches with two new episodes tomorrow. We usually keep it lighthearted on this show, but in case you're interested in true crime podcasts, we've got a great one to recommend created by journalists at the Arizona Republic. I have to warn you that this teaser we're about to play might not be appropriate for younger listeners. This podcast is about a reporter who covered true crime, stories about the mafia, fraud, and corruption. I'll wait just a moment before we play the trailer, just in case you need to pause. And here's that clip. Don Bowles was a hard-hitting investigative reporter for the Arizona Republic in the 60s and 70s. But if the name rings a bell with you, it's likely because of one thing the way he died. He's been working on a series about the Mafia. Today, as he attempted to start his car, a bomb went off. But there's more to the story of Don Bowles than his murder. And more than 40 years after his death, we discovered cassette tapes of his phone calls. In those tapes was a story that haunted him until the day he died. A story that Don himself will help tell. Until they say, don't write them kind of stories no more, I'm going to be right in there. I'm reporter Richard Rellis, and this is Rediscovering, Don Bowles, a murder journalist. Our new podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com launches with two episodes on Tuesday, November 5th. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're interested in learning more, you can find the show by searching for it on any podcast app. I will be listening. I first heard about what happened to Don Bowles when I was a college student studying journalism at Arizona State University. It's wonderful to get the chance to hear his story in his own voice. Apple versus Disney versus Netflix and the rest. Dangling freebies to hook you. Will you bite? This was written by my colleague Jefferson Graham. He has a podcast about all things tech called Talking Tech. He wrote... Buy a new iPhone, iPad, or Apple computer, and you get the new Apple TV Plus streaming service for free for one year. I just bought a new iPhone. Give me my free. It might be that you bought it too long ago. <sighs> How dare you, Apple? <laughs> Sign up with Verizon Wireless for phone service, and you're entitled to one free year of the new Disney Plus streaming service. And keep subscribing to or add the HBO Now app to your phone, and you get a bonus, a free version of the new HBO Max streamer as well. Welcome to the 2019 edition of The Streaming Wars, kicking off in earnest last Friday with the launch of Apple's TV Plus entertainment service. It's a bid by the iPhone maker to expand beyond sagging gadget sales and move to big media's new favorite way of making a dollar, with recurring monthly payments that don't have to be split with distributors. 
November 12th is the date for Disney, which is well-established in cable with ESPN, the Disney Channel, Freeform, and several networks new to the fold from the 2018 21st Century Fox acquisition, like FX and National Geographic. Warner Media's HBO Max follows in May, with NBC's Peacock also set for spring. Daniel Ives is an analyst with Wedbush Securities. He said, quote, nobody knows how this will shake out, but the idea of subscription fatigue is real. People will not pay for all of them, unquote. Indeed, notes Andrew Funderburg, who runs a Portland, Oregon-based software firm. He's not motivated to buy any of the new entrants. He said, quote, I'm on streaming service overload. Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu are enough, unquote. I would even argue that that's too much. Really? Because we have more than that. I know. It's too much. We don't need to watch all those things. We should cancel some of them. I just don't know which. Netflix is the current industry leader with 160 million subscribers, followed by Amazon Prime Video's 100 million and Hulu's 28 million. Most people pay $119 yearly to Prime for the expedited shipping. The entertainment and now free grocery delivery are bonuses. That's how I feel. Hulu, which began as a consortium of network TV interests, NBC, Fox, and ABC, is now owned by Disney, which has added the service of network TV shows, movies, and originals as a bundle with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for $12.99 monthly, a move expected to greatly grow Hulu's numbers. The streaming wars began as a response to the cutting the cord movement. Cable operators have been reporting losses for the last few years thanks to the ease of connecting new, more powerful antennas for local channels and eliminating the cost of not just monthly service but costly equipment rentals for cable boxes and DVRs. Some 3 million cut the cord in 2018, according to Lichtman Research. Many viewers have found they could live with just Netflix and Hulu streamed through their TVs. If they wanted more, like their favorite channels, new cable TV alternatives from YouTube TV, Hulu TV, Sling TV, and AT&T have popped up to serve them. Meanwhile, as Netflix began generating massive revenue from streaming, over $5 billion in the most recent earnings report, big media started removing shows from Netflix and planning to get a piece of the action. Apple needs to replace sagging iPhone sales, Disney to compensate for the losses in cable and look to the future, and AT&T to find a way to justify its huge 2018 $85 billion acquisition of Time Warner and help pay down debt. Peter Kasafi, the president of Create TV, an industry consultancy, said, quote, It's kill or be killed in these great streaming wars. In a sense, it would rather cannibalize itself instead of being cannibalized by others, unquote. Disney Plus is offering access to its classic library of animated films, plus everything from the Pixar and Star Wars libraries, most of the Marvel superhero lineup, the complete episodes of The Simpsons, new takes on Lizzie McGuire and The Lady and the Tramp, plus original series and movies. Apple TV Plus has a small assortment of original series headlined by Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon in a backstage TV drama, The Morning Show, the return of Oprah Winfrey's book club, and a new sci-fi series called Sea with Aquaman's Jason Momoa. HBO Max has some 10,000 hours of content, new and old fare from the libraries of Warner Brothers, HBO, CNN, TNT, TBS, The Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Turner Classic Movies, and DC Comics. There's reruns of Friends and The West Wing, a prequel to HBO's Game of Thrones, new movies with Reese Witherspoon and Meryl Streep, revivals of the classic Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, cartoons, and a new series featuring the Hanna-Barbera characters, the Flintstones, Jetsons, Yogi Bear, and Mr. Jinx, called Jellystone. 
From NBC's Peacock, debuting in April, the company says it will offer reruns of The Office, which used to be available on Netflix and Parks and Recreation, and offer reboots on classic older NBC series like Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell. For now, consumers are weighing their options, trying to decide whether they should ditch Netflix, Hulu, or another service for the new ones. We asked TV viewers on Facebook and Twitter how they were faring. Spoiler alert, of the ones looking to add to their portfolio, it was Disney Plus, hands down. Hillary Lyle's a mom in Akron, Ohio, and she said Disney for sure. Having small kids at home makes the Disney Plus purchase a given, and she's considering HBO Max because of the library shows it will offer, like Friends and West Wing. She said, quote, Apple shows look terrible, and they're not offering enough value. No go on Apple, unquote. Oh, big surprise. Apple's got something that costs way too much money that doesn't provide much value. (laughs) Except we're all obsessed with it. (laughs) They just, they trap you. Zach Heath runs a Providence, Rhode Island-based marketing firm, and he said that a live-action take from the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian, made, quote, Disney Plus a must, unquote. Everybody wants to watch it. I want to watch it. Everybody wants to see it. But I can't subscribe to another streaming service, Shannon. Unless you quit one, and you don't know how to quit the others. I know. Heath said, quote, we slowly rolled over our Disney VHS library into DVDs, and now those are entirely unnecessary until the next storm when the internet goes out for days, unquote. And the newcomer to content creation was appealing for some. Monica Thorman from Bloomington, Illinois, said, quote, Apple because it's free for the first year with my phone purchase. Disney because it looks like quality content versus quantity, unquote. She's not going to sign up for HBO Max because she won't have to. As a current HBO subscriber, she'll get it free. The challenge for big media will be holding on to subscribers. Unlike cable, which generally requires calling in and potentially awaiting a visit from a technician, adding and subtracting a streaming service can be done via a click of a mouse. Marshall Cohen is the president of Marshall Cohen Associates, which is a media research firm. He said, quote, In much of the work that I've been doing with consumers lately, they talk about signing up with a streaming service for certain hit shows, only to plan on churning out after watching them. My prediction is very high churn metrics as consumers go away and come back. Unquote. And once they go away, rivals will be all over them to swoop them back in with another sweetheart deal. You know what I recommend if you're looking for really great content creation for for no money? It's, I tell my husband the I news. I tell my husband the news. Yeah, it's a great podcast that you can listen to for free. Half a day of content, folks, for free. That's what you get with I tell my husband the news. That's right. Binge listen to your heart's content. And Want then, something for your eyes to do while you're listening? Go for a drive. Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know, stare at a picture of your family. Something. Maybe even the back of your eyelids could be good for you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Take a little, take a little rest. Yep. Perfect. We know some people who like to listen to our show to calm them down, and that makes, it, and that makes me pretty happy. It's interesting that it calms them down when it usually has the opposite effect on me. I get all (laughs) fired up. (laughs) What do you mean I gotta subscribe to something new? I don't wanna. But you get to learn stuff. You like learning. Uh, Overrated. And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. 
female skydivers set new record in Australia. Do you think I could get in the record books for least interested in jumping out of a plane? Yep. Go for it. <laughs> nice. Gosh, if records were set up that way, they'd be so ridiculous. <laughs> like, that is something that's totally immeasurable. How would you go about measuring least excited? Just ask everybody, hey, well, how do you feel about jumping on a plane? And some people will probably be like, I'm not interested, but I'll be like, I really don't want to do it. <laughs> that clears that clears it up. That's yeah. pretty measurable. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty scientific, pretty specific, really relevant. And then if the next person is just like, I really, really don't want to do it, I'll be like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> The best sales happening on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I'd love to buy some stuff, but all my money's tied up in streaming apps now, mm. so. <laughs> we'll just have to tell people that this Christmas. Like, sorry, sorry about everybody. it. No gifts. I have to have Disney Plus. <laughs> you want to watch some Disney Plus? You could come over to my house. I'm going to charge people to come into my house. <laughs> got to make up the difference somehow. Matthew McConaughey makes Instagram debut. Oh, that's what everybody's been waiting for. Everybody's like, whoa, when's that McConaughey going to be on Instagram? Finally happened. <laughs> Black Cat interrupts Cowboys-Giants MNF game. There's nothing in the rule book that says that cat can't play football, Shannon. <laughs> People are amazed. Should you try carb timing, a new diet trend? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> you don't even know it, what it is. Yeah, they're all, all of them are bad ideas. <laughs> a study says too much screen time changes kids' brains. I'm just glad my brain's already developed. Because <laughs> I have a lot of screen time. <laughs> Whatever happened to all those flying cars? You woke up from your dream? <laughs> 12 expert tips to search Google better and faster. I think I'll just Google how to Google better. 10-year-old elephant celebrates his birthday. <laughs> that was great. You're really good at that. <laughs> Massive Guitar Hotel opens at Florida Hard Rock. Is that a hotel for guitars? <laughs> if they get too tired, they have a place to sleep. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from... All across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>